Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hi, everybody. And I know you hear me say this every week about how excited I am to have my guests because they're all so interesting. This guest is no exception, and you will learn why, because he has a word that touches my heart, and his name is Dr. Alan Laika. Welcome to the show, Alan, Dr. Laika. Thank you for having me, Marcia. It really is a pleasure for being here. Well, I must tell you, those people that know me closely know why I'm about to say is so important to me. You have written, Dr. Leica, you have written a best-selling book called The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, including 13 Golden Pearls of Wisdom. And that's not all you do. I mean, there's a whole lot about you that I'm going to have you share with us in just a moment. But you understand what I do, because you also produce and host your own podcast, which is called How to Live a Fantastic Life. And I love your quote, work on your halo each day and shine it with enthusiasm. I, you are brilliant, my friend, and you're coming all the way from Canada because that's the beauty of a podcast. And I'm just, I'm grateful, and I will probably interrupt you with my stories about my husband and that word fantastic because it was such a, an important word that he used in his way of describing life. But let's start off, because this show is not about him. This show is about you, my friend. So tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you a little bit. You know, for most of my life, I was a world-leading cosmetic dermatologist. And, you know, I love that field. But in 2003, life changed for me in that um, I developed a foot drop when I was walking in Disney World with my wife. And she turned to me and said, what's wrong with you, honey? You know, I haven't noticed my foot was dropping. But, you know, when she, when she recognized it, she said, when we get back, you better get this checked out. Hmm. And Marcia, when your significant other tells you, you better do something, what yes. do you usually do? Yeah, well, <laughs> Turns <laughs> out how long you've been married. <laughs> if you're smart, you know you do something, especially right. if your significant other is the bad to get. So when I got back, I got checked out. I got checked out by thousands of doctors. And, and you know, they did CAT scans. They did brain scans. I think they even did scan scans. And you know <laughs> what they saw at the end of the day? You know what, what? they saw? Absolutely nothing. Oh, boy. The doctors flabbergasted. They didn't know what to do. But, you know, there's one thing every doctor does when he can't find anything, and that's he does more tests and more tests and more tests. 
I think they invented tests just to do tests back then. <laughs> but, you know, oh, you're at, funny. At the end of the day, they're still with nothing. So they got hmm. together and said, we're going to send you to a world-class neurologist. Now, a neurologist is a brain doctor. They have all the answers to all the complex neurological questions. And they sent me to this guy, and I walked in, and he said, hi, you better be sitting down when I tell you this. And I said, why? He said, because you have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Get your affairs in order. In Mm. six months, you're going to be dead. You know, I was alarmed. I was angry. I shot back at him. I'm not going to die to prove you wrong. (laughs) You know, if you go through this, Marsha, you go through the phases of death and dying that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote in that book called On Death and Dying. You go through anger. You're angry at the world. I was angry at everything. I was angry at my wife. I was angry at my children. I was angry at my patients. They all knew something was wrong, but I couldn't tell them that I was dying. Uh, you go through garbage. Oh, God, please don't let this happen. I'll do anything if you don't let this happen. Right. But I thought God, it's only evident that he was now, but it was a, a terrible situation. You go through denial. Oh, there's nothing wrong. I can't have anything wrong. My right foot was still a problem. And then my right hand became a problem. And I was right-handed. So as a right-handed surgeon, that's a big problem. But, you know, I learned to use my left hand. And I even developed tools that I could use with my left hand because there were very few left-handed surgeons back then. And then you go through depression. Marcia, have you ever been depressed? Certainly. Yeah. Well... I didn't expect my husband to die uh, suddenly. That was pretty depressing. It was unexpected. It is is the worst feeling, though. I mean, you can Mm -hmm. stay in bed staring at the ceiling all day long, and you you can't eat, you can't sleep. It is terrible. It's the black, black, terrible days. You know, I was so depressed. I went... I had a plan to kill myself. And oh, my goodness. I, I didn't know that. I went to my wife, and I said to my wife, what do I have here? And she said, I haven't got the faintest idea. And my wife's a doctor. But she said, you're smart. You'll figure it out. I said, dear, I've seen thousands of doctors. How can I figure it out? She said, perhaps you haven't seen the right doctor yet. Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Back in 2003, something brand new was invented, Marcia. It was called the Internet. You ever heard of that thing? I have. Dr. Google. I've heard of that person. Uh-huh. Yeah. But back in 2003, Dr. Google did not exist. Yeah, I know. You had to get in by your phone put on a cradle, and it would go, and it would take 15 to 20 minutes to load a page. And you would barely get on. And if you got on, you could get to the other side. And yeah. you know the Internet then was just like it is now. It was full of garbage cans, just like it had best resources. So it's impossible to tell the garbage cans from the good resources. 
But my nerd friend helped put me in the right direction. And I met an amazing doctor in Colorado Springs, Colorado, by the name of David Marks, that had a story very similar to mine. But he got worse much more rapidly. And he was Mm. on his deathbed within weeks of having his diagnosis. But, you know, he was so well-known and so loved. Doctors from around the world were coming to say goodbye to him. And a doctor from Texas came up to him, a Dr. Harvey, and he looked at David and said, I don't think you have ALS. David said, what do I have? You're from Texas. says, I think you have chronic Lyme's disease. I think you've been bitten by a tip, and it's mimicking ALS. So he said, you know, I... If I start you on treatment, I can make you better. And David said, what do I have to lose? I'm dying. Well, he started David on treatment, and David was like Lazarus. Within two weeks, hmm. he arose from the dead. And wow. he was doing regular activities. So I phoned every hospital in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I got in touch with Dr. David Martin. And we talked for hours. And he hmm. invited me to sit down. And I went down, and it was great because he started to be on treatment, and that's why I'm still here 20 years after the fact I was supposed to be dead. That's a fantastic story. And um, I I think that this is going to be a story hour, which is something that I love, to be honest with you, Dr. Laika. This This is why conversations plus connections equals community. I believe that my guests all have fantastic stories, and if I use that word once today, I will use it multiple times because I love that word. So you were a very, very successful doctor, and then you left that that profession. So why did you leave your lucrative career as a as a physician? to write the, the, excuse me, the secrets to living a fantastic life. You know, in 2019, I was getting tired. I was getting tired of seeing 50 to 70 patients a day. The joy wasn't there like it used to be. So mm. I just step away. You know, when you stop having the passion that you used to have, I think it's time to stop away. And I'm just sure. really grateful. But, you know, in 2020, you know what happened to the world. The world changed. We all had this massive pandemic that came around, and it changed the whole world. And I was very glad that I stepped out before that happened. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, it it really did change the world um, in multiple ways, depending upon if you were that mom that's kids are now taking their edu- or dad taking their education online you're a college student and now your classes have been canceled you're a, a senior and you're feeling isolated because you're fearful you put on the news and you think I don't want to watch it so you know many things have happened in these in these 2 years and um, and we all know it. We've all lived it in our own ways. But you decided to write this book. And I want to hear about this book, but I think what I want to ask you first, before I have you tell us about it, how did you come up 
with the title for your book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. You know, life is full of marvels and secrets. Uh, You know, this was a collaboration book between myself and my co-author, Harriet Tinka. And, you know, we spent hours and days thinking of the right title. But, you know, it became self-evident when we got together. We said, you know, this book is about how to live a fantastic life. It's got the girls in it that tells people how to live a fantastic life. So why don't we name it just like it is? It's about oh. how to live a fantastic life. So let's call, uh, let's call the spade a spade, a horse a horse. It's right yes. there. You know... Um, Dr. Laika, I just have to say, my husband is going to be part of this conversation today. As an engineer, he lived very simply. He was an electrical engineer, and he lived by it is what it is. That is really how he lived. That made his life very simple because I always had a comma after that, and it would be, yeah, but. And it was like, "Uh uh-uh, it is what it is, adept. And I think that helped him to live a fantastic life. And I just want to let our listeners know before we get too far into the show, everybody doesn't spell their names the same way, and I really want to direct people to your website. So I'm going to let people know as they listen, you can find Dr. Laika at DR, and his Alan is A-L-L-E-N, and Laika is L-Y-C-K-A dot com. So that's dr. A L L E N L Y C K A dot com. You have a you have a terrific website, sir. And um I, I want people to know how they can find you. So let's let's delve into the book. Let's let's talk about the book. Um you you mentioned that you, you collaborated. Um how long did it take you guys to write this book? You know, it took a couple of years, but it was written okay. in a very way. You know, Harriet, let me tell you about Harriet because she's an amazing lady. Harriet uh, met me, and she has a very unique story that is similar to mine. You see, Harriet was a world-class model, walking the runways and cat ropes of New York and Milan and Paris, and she grew tired of the industry. So she decided to become an accountant at the University of Calgary in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And so she took training there. She went to the university there, and she was befriended by somebody who turned out to be a psychopath. And that oh, person no. ended up kidnapping her, stabbing her, and leaving her for death. Oh, my God. Now, wow. she got to the hospital, and there she was going through rehab, and she was terribly depressed. And she met a young girl by the name of Amanda. And Amanda... Uh, looked at Harriet and asked Harriet her story. And Harriet blabbered out her story. And Amanda gave her help. You see, Amanda was a young girl who had lost both of her legs in a car accident and both of her parents. And she yelled at Harriet, Harriet, how dare you be beside yourself and, and depressed? You can make a world out of this. She said, I'm going to. So she challenged Harriet to make something different. Well, Harriet heard that I was doing a a show called The Women of Distinction for the YWCA, where I honored society. 
So she requested to be on, on the platform and she applied for one of the awards, the Turning Point Award. And she applied for it not to win the award, but to meet me because she wanted wow. to meet me so we could write a book. And so Harriet and I get together at coffee and at lunch and we record the book and you'll see in the book is the dialogue that Harriet and I had as we were writing it. So mm. when you read the book, you're like a fly on the wall. Yes. Basically in the room with us as we're writing the book. I, I love that. I think that is so cool. And just for those of you that were listening, Harriet's last name is Pinka, T-I-N-K-A, <clears throat> just so that you know. And, you know, I have I have a lot of authors that join me, join me, Dr. Laika, and it's always interesting to me to hear where the motivation comes and why people write what they write and how long does it take to write it. And what I particularly, first of all, the cover of your book is very um, seductive. I like the I like the way it looks. I like the fact that there are pearls on this, and it, it, it's engaging, and I, I like the cover of your book. And I thought maybe we could spend some time being educated from you about these um, 13 golden pearls, because I think that each one of these words means something, and I'm going to just offer out the word, if you don't mind, and maybe you could just tell us a little bit about what each of those mean to you. Would that be all right? I would love to. Okay. We're going to start with the first one, which is love. Tell us about no. the about that. Love is so important, Marsha. I mean, who would we be today without the love of our mother and our father? And mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship, the love of your spouse. You know, it's so important to have love. That's what carries you through everything. You know, love is one of the most amazing things in the world. What makes it so important is the fact that you get more by giving more. Yep. I agree with you. I, 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 and you know what? For the right reasons. Because if you are trying to get more by giving more because you have this ulterior motive, well, if I if I do this and I'll get that, then you're kind of missing the boat, in my opinion. By by um, by giving, by sincerely giving, it is remarkable what you get, and it's it's a gift. And that love, like you said, could be from your parents, it could be from your siblings, it could be from your spouse, it could be from your your community, your children. It comes in many different places. I I felt a lot of love just today, just today going up to my market and have, telling my cashier about you and about our show. And she said to me, Marsha, did Butch used to come in here? I said, he did. She said, can you please bring me a picture of him so that I can remember what he looks like? Because it's been almost 14 years. Do you know what that did to my eyes? Do you know what that did to my heart? To have her show that kind of love to me? What a fantastic way to start the day. I just, I had to throw that in there, sir, 
and I and I want to have you have plenty of time to talk, but but this subject and this word is so personal to me. And let's move on. Let's move on. Pardon, go ahead, sir. Stay on love for one more minute. Sure. Each of my chapters, each of my golden pearls has a little story in it. And in this story, in this one, is an amazing little story that will take no more than two minutes. Can I I read it? Absolutely. The story is called The Shoebox. There once was a little three-year-old girl who was extremely happy. She was angelic and had red curly hair. She was always singing and playing. She never walked. She skipped everywhere she went. The world was her oyster. From sunup to sundown, everyone who saw her had a smile on their face. Then one day, her father punished her. You see, money was tight, and the little girl wrapped an empty shoebox and put it under the Christmas tree. Well, he couldn't stand this, but nevertheless, the little girl brought the gift to the to her father the next morning, which was Christmas Day. This is for you, Daddy. The man became embarrassed soon when he opened the box, and the little girl shared with him, Dad, the box is not empty. I blew kisses in it. They're all there for you. Oh, gosh. Wow. The story doesn't end there. Oh, no. Died in a car accident. It was (gasps) tragic. The father would keep the shoebox underneath the bed and bring it out Mm -hmm. every now and again. You can imagine a little girl sitting on his lap, kissing him. But, you know, eventually the man got He went up to heaven. And there was St. Peter at the pearly gates. And St. Peter said to the old man, you must give me something very precious to get in. And he gave him the shoebox. And St. Peter said, come on in. And then when he got in, the little girl was there. She talked to him and hugged him and sat on his lap. The old man said, I missed you. The little girl said, why? I was always with you. When you needed a kiss, I kissed you when you opened the shoebox. When you needed somebody to sit on your lap, I sat on your lap. I will always be your little girl. Wow. That's a beautiful story. Um, I, it's, it's hard to follow up with that. I, I know that there are 13 pearls. I'm going to ask you about a few more of them. I won't ask you to, to – in fact, I'll tell you what. You know what your 13 pearls are. Rather than me identify one or two or three others, would you like to pick another one to share? Sure. Let's go to golden pearl number two, which is All right. inspir- inspiration. The word inspirate comes from the Latin meaning from the spirit, which means the breath of life. That's what inspiration is. Inspiration is the breath of life, and it comes from many places. 
can come from inside just by sitting still and letting it come to you. It can come from outside uh, where you get read a good book or watch a great movie. It can come from talking to people. It can come from the show where people right. get, you know, a breath of fresh air just from listening to it. And that's the magic of inspiration. It comes from uh, it comes on you, and all of a sudden it's there. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, everyone that's listening to this is going to buy your book. You want to give us another pearl, my friend? Sure. Let's go to vulnerability. Now, all right. I don't. Anybody in the world wants to be vulnerable. It's not a pleasant feeling. But you know, that's where all the magic in the world happens. Vulnerability is what allows us to be the people we are and what helps us to run races. You know, if you're going to run a race, you have to put it all on the line, everything on the line. If you didn't Mm -hmm. put it all on the line, you would not be the victor. Mm -hmm. But guess what? At the same time, you have the chance of losing it all. But if you lose, you have every chance of learning something. So never, ever should you be ashamed or embarrassed of trying something new, putting it all on that line. Because that vulnerability is something that happens. And that vulnerability is what makes you magic. Yeah. And I can go right back to inspiration. And maybe by being vulnerable, you have now inspired somebody else. Let's do another one. I'm loving this. Give me another. Give me well, another example of one of your pearls. Which, which is also means purpose. Purpose is something in life that is something that, you know, COVID made us question what we were doing, and you know we have the great resignation going on. We have people not really understanding why they're here. They really have lost something along the way, and they've Mm -hmm. lost their purpose. So in this chapter, I turn to a Japanese concept called Ikigai. You know, Ikigai is four overlapping circles. And the first circle means that which you love. And then to the left, you have a circle with that which you're good at. And to the right, there's a circle, that which the world needs. And at the bottom is what you can be paid for. So when you overlap that which you love and that which you're good at, that's your passion. And when you overlap that which you love, the world needs, that is your mission. And if you overlap that which you can be paid for with that which the world needs, that is your vocation. And if you overlap that which you can be paid for and that which you're good at, that is your profession. But the overlap of all of these is your icky guy. And I challenge everybody in that's listening to try and figure out their icky guy. And if you have problems, sit still and lift something and try something. 
because you don't need one icky guy. You can have a part-time icky guy if you want. And from there, you can define your purpose over time. You know, purpose comes, and it comes with, with a passion. And if you listen to my show, How to Live a Fantastic Life, you will see there's shows and shows and shows where I showed people's passion and how they came about it. So right. there is some direction for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do need a roadmap. Sometimes we can sort of sit in space and go, I don't know what to do. I, I, there's, there's a lot going on in my head and I can't seem to quiet it. Maybe I need to make a note. Maybe I need to get it out of my head and onto the piece of paper. <clears throat> and I think intention and purpose go hand in hand with that. Let's let's well, do another you, one. Go ahead. Well, I've got a project for people before we go on into another one. And yes, that sir. is in the new year, I'm going to be starting some retreats for people to go with me. And there, people will have a chance to experience some of this magic. And I do something called a vision walk with people so that people can actually define what their purpose is, define mm-hmm. their and find what they need. So mm-hmm. I would encourage people to go to my website and sign up for a golden pearl a week because there, everybody on that list will be able to uh, be kept in the loop, so to speak. As That's nice. come along. So that, that's my website, Dr. D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Lyca, L-Y-C-K-A dot com. And be sure to sign up because I want everybody to come on this journey with me. Dr. Lyca, I am, cl- I am on that website, that your website is right now as we speak. So where do I see where I would want to receive you know, that? As you first come on, and as you come on, there's a, a sign-in box for it. But if you've been on the site before, which you probably have, it might have vanished because you clicked it off, so it's not there. But okay, so to the site. But if a person can't get it, just write my assistant, T-A-M-I, Tammy, who is one of the seventh wonders of the world. Oh, yes, she Lyca. is. Yeah, Tammy at Lyca, L-Y-C-K-A dot C-A. Tammy at Lyca dot C-A. And we'll make sure you get subscribed to it. Yes, I would definitely, and I, I can see where personally, I, I don't see where I can subscribe to this personally, but I will absolutely get in touch with Tammy because this is something that um, I would like to see more of. And um, and I so I appreciate you saying that. Uh, we have we have another thirty minutes, sir. Because I'd love to belong with me as well. Say that once again. I'm sorry. I I would love to see you come on one of my retreats with me. As I have. Well, I well, you know, I would love to go on one of your retreats. But at some point, my friend, you and I have pre-recorded um, a, a podcast together. And Tammy will be letting me know when I will be joining you on your podcast as we recorded it. And I'll make sure that people know how they can listen to us when you and I did this podcast together because it really was fun. And, I, you know, honestly, I didn't realize till today, besides having your How to Live a Fantastic Life podcast, 
that you are also on what they call terrestrial radio as well, and that is also listed on your website, um, which is, is terrific. So people have a many different ways of um, learning more about you and what you do and who you've worked with. We have time for a few more pearls. Um, would you like to pick another couple? Sure. I, I think we need to go to non-negotiable. I All right. Every needs a list of non-negotiables. That means things that you will never change, that you will never get away from, and these are the most important things in your universe. And these are things everybody should refer to regularly. For me, that's my family. For me, that is the most important thing that in my life that Mm -hmm. has to come up. And those are things that we always think of. You know, for me, my family, my life, uh, talking on this, this, this media and talking to others is very important for me. So I put a high degree of presence on these things. And I try to help people to the best of my ability. And if you don't, I think you're cheating yourself. So everybody should, in their life, get a list of the things that are more important to them and never waver from them. Mm -hmm. Those are what everybody in their life must do. You know, it's that is so valuable because I think as people listen to what you're saying, and, and that's why you are a well-known speaker as well. You can certainly get on the stage and speak about things like this. You're captivating, my friend. Um, people might not have ever thought about that before. Like, you know what? Here's one thing I know. I, this 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 just goes without saying. I'm, I'm not, this there is no negotiation here. This is how it's always going to be for me personally. And you know, I this isn't this is an inward journey. That's not to say that you can't share that with your loved ones. But when you're looking to live, um, uh, how to how to apply these golden rules? I mean, these golden pearls. I'm sorry. Then it really needs to be about you. And I could see where a lot of journal entries, you could have a a journal. Maybe this is a great way to start the new year and take each one of these pearls and just leave space in your journal to write what you feel about love, inspiration. We didn't talk about victory, vulnerability, intention. Now you've just talked about non-negotiables. I could see where this would be, unless you're going to make it a chore, in which case then then that shouldn't be what you would do because then you won't get out of it what you could. You have to willingly be part of wanting to do this. And maybe that goes right to your next one, which is forgiveness, which I think is so important. Forgiveness is one of the most important pearls. And I need to emphasize to the people out there that if somebody has wronged you, you must forgive them. Not for the other person, but for yourself. Yes. Because if you carry baggage around with you, you will never be free. And you forgive a person not for the other person. You do not give them free license to harm others. You're doing this for yourself to lift Mm -hmm. your spirit and let yourself be free. 
Yes. Um, I don't know if um, part of what you do, because I don't know, have you have any free time at all? I do. Uh, I, I do practice yoga every week. And one of the things that my yoga instructor says as part of the instruction besides the breathing and the poses is she uses the term without judgment. And, you know, that I think that is very important. And if you're willing to forgive somebody for a wrongdoing, you are also no longer judging. And, and I think that there's some freedom and not judging that goes along with forgiveness, but I could have that wrong. Absolutely. Now, okay. another one we have on our list is attitude. Yes. Attitude. You know, the only thing more contagious than a good attitude is a bad attitude. That should ruin everybody's life. Yes. That's funny. Yes, that's pretty. Yeah, you know what? Say no more. That that is that is that is very true. Let's talk about thankfulness because we've just finished. A hopefully, for people, a lovely Thanksgiving time. We're we're coming into the um, holiday season. However, you spend it in your families. Let's talk about thankfulness right now. You know, thankfulness is the magic thing that makes everything happen. By bringing gratitude and thankfulness into your life and expressing it on a regular basis, it really makes everything happen in mm-hmm. such a wonderful way that your life becomes fantastic. You know, <laughs> you should spend every day writing in a journal for the things that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you think, oh, I'm going through a difficult time. I'm not grateful for anything. But you know, you have food. You have shelter. You have things in your life that people would die for every day of their life. You know, you have so much more than anybody else. It's amazing. Even Mm -hmm. the poorest in North America has more than some of the richest in other countries. So, you know, you should be grateful for those things. Mm-hmm. You can truly say thank you. And I'm going to challenge everybody in the audience to do not only be grateful, but to do a gift of gratitude every day. And that's to do something for somebody else that you would not regularly do. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let's suppose you're in the grocery store and the person in front of you is short paying their bill and they need an extra dollar. Well, can you afford an extra dollar? Of Mm -hmm. course you can. Give it to them and don't Mm -hmm. even think twice. Right. You know, when you're going through the drive-thru at the coffee store, why don't you pay a little extra and buy a coffee for the next person in line. Right. Now, go to your neighbor next door and just say, hi, here's a dozen cookies I just baked. I hope mm-hmm. you enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Can I share one of mine with you this sure. morning before we got together? I had some questions um, regarding my prescriptions. And... 
And whenever I call a customer service person, it's my part of what I do is after I've received wonderful service, which is always the case, I always start off by telling that customer service person, I appreciate how difficult your job is. I've never understood why somebody is yelling at a customer service person when their job is to help you. And then after they've given me their exceptional service, I always say to them, do you have a supervisor? Is there someone I can speak to to tell them what exceptional service you provided me today? It's just another couple of minutes. You know, that I is always, wonderful, Marcia, because, you know, people in those complaint departments or service departments have the world's worst jobs. They do. Most of the time, yelling at them, most of the time people are, are beyond belief in, in their grief, you know. So they need some kudos to carry them through the day. You bet. You bet. And, you know, they're oftentimes will say to me, gosh, no one's ever said that to me before. And I said, I appreciate what it means to be in the service world. I, it's not the same when I worked at the YMCA. You mentioned the YMCA. I didn't know you had an association with the Y. But I, I worked at our local Y for 10 years after my kids went off to college, and I was the manager of the membership department. And I would say to my front desk staff people, you know, when people walk in, you don't know what's been going on prior to getting here, but you do know that they're probably here to do some exercise. Or when somebody is calling on the phone, if you don't have a smile on your voice, on your face when you say, which is family, well, I'm saying, how can I help you? Really? Why, why, why would I think you'd want to help me? If you are smiling, hi, this is, this is Marsha at the Westchester Y. How can I help you today? Oh, my goodness, doesn't that change things? And, and sometimes people aren't aware of it, but we're all customers. And I said this to these customer service people. I said, you know, you're helping me, but you're a consumer also. You call customer service lines when you have a question about something, and you know what it's like to be on the other end of that phone. And if people could just use a little bit more kindness now and then and thoughtfulness, I think that would change people's attitudes. But I must tell you, sir, your next one is a word that I apply to myself. I'm just going to say that because it has to happen for me, and that word is tenacity. I would love to hear your examples of tenacity. You know, tenacity is one of the most important words, but it's a word that everybody needs to take into account. You know, nobody gets anything done without tenacity. You know, my favorite example of tenacity is Henry Ford when he was inventing the automobile. And Mm -hmm. his engine told him it was impossible. And he said, well, let's do the impossible. And then six Mm -hmm. months later, they had the first Model T invented. And then everybody copied the Model T and started to make one. And mm-hmm. everybody said to uh, Henry Ford, aren't you afraid of that? He said, of course not. We will create something better before they can duplicate what we've just created. Yes. 
Oh, my goodness, which takes me right to the next one. I mean, talk about a segue that couldn't have been better, and that is laughter. There's not enough of that today. Let's talk about laughter. We're not talking about um, um, uh, laughing looks at the news on laughing the TV show. Let's talk, although that was pretty funny, I must say. Um, let's talk about laughter and the importance of laughter. You know, laughter to me is one of the most important traits that we can do. Not only should we laugh at other people, we should laugh at ourselves because laughter is such a difficult thing for us to do. And without laughter, we never truly appreciate the world. Think of things. This world is a funny, funny place. It makes us laugh. You know, and if we don't laugh, we'd be crying all the time. So right. why aren't we trying to bring out the best in all situations and make that laughter part of our experience? Why don't we make the laughter roll off our off our, our eyes and make us cry to the mm-hmm. point that we just have such great fun and it is such an amazing place that you know this world is a great place and share this with everybody else. Make sure you understand that laughter is amazing. It really gets our endorphins going, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think it does. Um, let's let's talk about enthusiasm, which clearly yeah. you are an enthusiastic, enthusiastic person. Let's talk about enthusiasm. Okay. Well, let's talk about it from a story that I love to share. May I do that? Please. Okay, there was a carpenter, and his name was Fred. And Fred had worked in the same place, the same job, for 45 years, and he was tired. And when he got to work, you know, he just did not have that enthusiasm. So he went mm-hmm. to his boss and said, his boss, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I need to quit. His boss was taken aback. He said, Fred, you're my number one carpenter. I can't work without you. Uh, Could you do just one more thing for me, he said, just one more thing before you quit? And Fred begrudgingly said yes. Well, the boss said, build me just one more house, just one more. I I need you to do this because you're my master carpenter. Well, Fred did it, but his heart was not into it. He mm-hmm. dragged his house to work every day, and he barely got the job done. But at the end of the day, a miracle happened, and that miracle was the house passed inspection. So he went back to his boss and said, Boss, I'm done. Here's to the keys to the last house. And the boss said, Wait a minute, Fred. Wait. We're going to have a party. So he gathered everybody into the office. He gathered everybody there, and he said, we're going to have this immense party. We're going to have this immense time. Let's let's pop the champagne. Let's have the caviar. And everybody had fun. And then at the end, the boss gathered everybody around and said, everybody, this is Fred's last day. I'm going to be sad. But Fred, it's going to be a very great day to him. You know, he's retiring. And Fred, 
I have a present for you. Oh, I know it's coming. Oh, my God. May you live in it with all the enthusiasm that you've given me for all these years. Oh, no, Marcia, my God. I love that story because enthusiasm is not a Monday thing. It's not a Tuesday thing. It's something you bring to the table every minute of every day. It's the game breaker. It's the life changer. It's the thing that makes everything happen. So to everybody listening, if you want to make this day special, if you want to make this day amazing, bring enthusiasm to it. Don't answer, how are you today? Oh, I'm okay. The answer is fantastic. Exactly. Fantastic day. You are alive. You are living. I almost died in 2003. And if I listened to others, I wouldn't be here today. But I didn't. And because I didn't, I am here to share with you how important enthusiasm is and how tenacity is and how attitude is and how love is and how laughter is. Yes, it's so true. Well, we've gotten through all of them but the last one, and that is empowerment. So let's hear what your thoughts are on that. You know, empowerment is a very special thing. And it comes about when you start recognizing that you have power. You know, if you walk down the street and there's a hole in it and you fall in the hole, you are unempowered. Now, if you walk down the street again and you walk uh, close to the hole and fall into it, you're unempowered. Now, if you walk down the street and walk around the hole, you have some empowerment. But if you walk on the other side of the street, you are truly empowered. And I (laughs) want you to know that empowerment is so important that you need to get to that face. If you get to the other side of the street and look at that hole and say, well, guess what? That hole's been nothing. You are empowered. You know everything uh, that is going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's it's perfect. Um, I I'm I'm certain that people are going to go to this website and be purchasing this book, and they can also just just to remind me because I'm 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 so listening to what you're saying and the thing that I was not able to do on your website, but for people that are going there for the first time, what will they be able to do? Sign up for a little web spot where you will get a golden pearl each and every week. And the reason I want you to get that is to make your life special. It will be delivered every Tuesday. And with that, you'll be put on a list where I can get in touch with you that as amazing things happen this year, I'll be able to share it with you. Perfect. For example, I'm going to be starting a community in the next few weeks where you can come to, and I'll be sharing some of my best material there. I'll be starting so that you can go away with me for for a week and find some amazing things there. I can take you on a vision walk that can solve all of your magical problems and do it in such a way you will have some of the best time in your life. And I'm doing this because this is the right thing to do, and I think the mm-hmm. world needs it. You bet. And this all comes via email, is that correct? 
Absolutely. I love email. The reason why I use email is I'm not a big fan of social media in this day and age. Okay. Uh, social media turning into something that I don't like. I don't like what's happening with Twitter. Yeah, I'm not I a understand. big fan of what's happened with Facebook. So, you know, there isn't a good platform out there. So I want to make sure everybody can stay in touch. Sure. And, and and that's great, and that kind of takes me over to the fact that you do also podcast, and people can see that as well on your website. And, um, okay. yeah, I, I think that's terrific. Uh, as, we, as we come to the close of this hour, there's just a couple more things that um, I'd like to ask you about, and I think that I probably have a pretty good understanding, but let's talk about gratitude. Talk about what that means to you personally. You know, to me, as I said, gratitude is the number one thing on my plate. Gratitude is what pulls it all together. Being thankful for the little things. You know, you should be thankful for when you go outside and you're walking down and you see a beautiful scene. You know, you see some trees. You see some little things. You know, right now I'm in Edmonton, and it's cold. But mm-hmm. it's the most beautiful wonderland that you can imagine. Everything's white. Everything is magic. You know, at, in the evening and at night, people have their Christmas lights off. It's yes. a magic, special time of year. It is such a beautiful time. You should be grateful for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting what you said. Um, Like I said, I decided that I was going to do some errands prior to our podcast. I thought I'm going to go up to the stores I mentioned. And, you know, before cell phones could take wonderful pictures, I was definitely a person that always had a small camera in my purse. And my daughter said, Mom, you know, you really can do the same thing with your phone. And I was like, yeah, Julie, but it's not the same. But, well, you know what, she kind of sold me. But I was walking home, and I'm looking up in the sky, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Look at that cloud, and look at that jet stream that's coming down from that cloud, almost like it's pointing with an arrow to another cloud. And I thought, oh. I just took a deep breath, and I thought, this is Mother Nature at her best. And some people don't take the time to do that wherever they are. I mean, I understand we all live lives that keep us busy in our own separate, in our own special way. And it's funny, uh, Dr. Laika, this millennial said to me probably four years ago, I don't use busy. I use the word productive. I'm productive. Busy is, doesn't sound positive to me. And I thought, oh, that's, that was an interesting concept from a 20-year-old. And I, and I think about that, and I actually I share that quite often on my podcast because I am productive, and I, am, I do have tenacity, and, and I want to be kind to myself. I could be a little kinder to myself and perhaps not say yes to every opportunity that comes my way. You know, every opportunity doesn't have to come with a yes. Sometimes it doesn't. And 
I think that if we know why we're here, if if we have a sense of our own purpose, which was what, what when you were talking about intention, you know, maybe maybe you are in your 40s, maybe you're in your 60s, maybe you're in your 70s like me. It's not too late. It's it's not even too late as these kids say to pivot and maybe change your intention. Maybe what you've been doing maybe isn't giving you the enthusiasm and the laughter and the just the empowerment that you are looking for. This journal writing is such a a terrific way to just explore that. Not with this is your assignment and this is what you're going to do and I'm going to be checking it for your vocabulary and I need to be able to read your handwriting. Nobody's going to look at this journal but you. And to be able to do that and to maybe make your life being a little bit more fantastic, I mean, what have you got to lose, right? I mean, what do you have to lose? So I guess what I'd be curious to know about you is how do you personally, as we finish our time together today, how do you personally balance your business life and your personal life? You know, I think they're one and the same. I think the stuff about Hmm. life is not right. You know, I think we have to realize that we live not to work. We work to live, you know. So if you realize that, that is a magical statement. Mm -hmm. So you should, therefore, on that non-negotiable list, have living as your priority, not mm-hmm. the other way around. And so, you know, you add a lot certain things to your life and you allot certain things to it. You know, on the weekend, my daughter had a flood because uh, there was some sewage backup in her basement. Oh, so oh, yep, no. both my wife and myself helped her. We took care of the grandchildren. We had a sleepover. You know, Mm -hmm. it was a magical time for them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, these are things you have to realize when things happen. You do it. So Mm -hmm. I think people have to do that outcome is the the result of things that happen and your reaction to them. Mm -hmm. So you must learn to react the right way. And you must learn to react the right way by thinking the right way and the thinking the right thoughts. I guess, I guess what I was what I was clear what I was curious about is maybe I could rephrase this and put it to you this way: When you're not working, do you like to do for fun to just you know, not be working? I love I love to read. I love to relax. Mm-hmm. You know. I like to spend time with my wife. We like to go out for dinner. We like Mm -hmm. to spend time with our family. We're fortunate and blessed that our entire family is in the same community as us. Oh, how nice. Almost is not, there almost goes by not a day without seeing our family. So last evening we were at my oldest daughter's for supper and we spent some time with our two grandchildren there. And, you know, I'm blessed to have eight grandchildren. So oh, my goodness. It, it, is, a, it oh. is a magical time. 
you know, during the summer months, we're always out at the cottage, and we love to have our whole family together. And so mm-hmm. our family is together most of the time. But we're lucky because also our extended families around us most of the time. So we oh. have we are blessed by having everybody around us all the time. So it it is not a difficulty to say my priorities are there. Yes, that's that's beautiful. And you know, um, I don't know the age of your grandchildren, but they're watching you. And they're learning from you. And they're going to be telling stories about you decades from now with their families about their grandpa and the way he lives well, his life. Know, we were so fortunate last year. We, spent, we took the whole family, the mountains, to an amazing joy, uh, uh, resort, the mm. Fairmont Resort, uh, the Fairmont Banff Springs Resort. So our children are going to remember that during COVID, they went to the castle in the mountains. You know, not many of us are that fortunate to do that. Yes, Our whole that's family true. was there, and they spent it in the castle in the mountains. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And could I just tell you, I could hear the laughter. I could hear the joy because you, my friend, do live a fantastic life. You don't just say it. You do it. And I am just so grateful for your time today. I'm I'm grateful that Tammy did all that she did to connect us and make this happen because you are really a gift. And and I don't take that lightly. I my hand is going over my heart as I say that. You are a gift and people can get more just from learning more about you, Dr. Laika. And um I'm glad that you were misdiagnosed. And I'm glad that you've been here to share this joy with us today because this has been a true pleasure. And I'm, I'm so happy to start off December with you today. Marcia, I can't tell you how much I love this. This was truly a magical and special mm. day. Yeah, it was really great. So I will let you go and look at the clouds by your house. I will look at the clouds by my house. We actually had a little bit of rain, which doesn't happen very often lately in Los Angeles. And I will wish all of you, as you listen to this podcast, that you too have a fantastic life. And visit Dr. Laika's website and subscribe so you can get his emails. And this, this journey has, as they say in that song, it's only just begun. So for now, I'm going to wish you farewell. Have a lovely rest of your afternoon. Everybody, you do the same. I'll be back here again next week. And I'll just say bye for now, everybody.